At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. What up, folks? Welcome in. You know the spot. It's the NBA Summer League Concourse of the Thomas & Mack Center. We've been here the whole time. It's been a lot of fun. we got a game that's currently underway right now, by the way. The Celtics taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. Very important. Matt, the next few days, today and tomorrow, these teams are playing their last game, at least in terms of the determined contest. They're going to play a total of five, but the first four are scheduled. Then after the four are played, it will be determined what the championship game is, and then the other matchups will be set by, you know, team. TV interest, all of those things. Uh, the Grizzlies, a team vying for a spot in the title game, need to win this one and really beat up on the Celtics. Celtics can kind of ruin that for them. So, got a good one here. Celtics have been pretty good here in the summer league, and I've uh, been impressed by uh, a lot of the players uh, they ha they've had out there. And uh, I know that you're rooting for the Knicks to make it to the championship game. So, the first uh, we'll place, we'll New see York how it works out. We got a lot more important things to talk about right now, though, what? because uh, we've got news in the NBA. We've got. Showtime in Anaheim, and we've got the British Open. Yes, we do. So let's start with the news of the day coming out of the NBA, and that, of course, would be that DeAndre Ayton has reportedly signed an offer sheet, and a max offer sheet at that, $133 million with the Indiana Pacers. So if you look at it from that standpoint, um, that changes a lot of things. If he does indeed sign this, it's reported that he signed it. Some others have said, oh, it's not official yet. He hasn't really signed it. The intent is to sign it, though. Uh, the Suns have 48 hours to match the offer. Adrian Wojnarowski has come out. There's been some conflicting reports around this. Uh, but just from a few minutes ago, Matt, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that so far the Suns haven't shown an interest in negotiating a sign and trade on Aiton with the Pacers. But the expectation remains that Phoenix will match the record $133 million offer sheet once it's signed. Well, that's a monster offer yep. for uh, big man DeAndre Aiton. And uh, do you agree with it? Do you think the Pacers are making the right move? I mean, from Aiden's perspective, it's obvious what he should do. Right. Uh, what about the Pacers? I would say that DeAndre Aiden's a really good player, but I'm, in today's day and age, if you're not a center that changes the game like a Nikola Jokic or uh, Joel Embiid, somewhere along those lines, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if a max contract for a center is really worth it anymore. I question it. Right? He's a really good defensive player. He's got some skill in terms of his offensive game. But at the same time, and look, the Pacers have a pretty intriguing backcourt in terms of talent. From last year, end of this year, Tyrese Halbert, Chris Duarte, we talked about Ben and Matherin, who's been playing really well. And he needs guard play, and that would probably help him out a little bit. But I do think in today's day and age, unless you're dynamic offensively and effective on the other end of the floor as well, or vice versa, I just I don't know if it's really worth $133 million. I think that's why the Suns have kind of just sat back and let him find these offers. 
Yeah, no doubt. Now, the Suns also want some more flexibility with what they can do, right? And mm-hmm. uh, I think if DeAndre Ayton is a perfect fit for your system, then you go ahead and make this move. I'm not sure if he's a perfect fit for what the Pacers are trying to do. He kind of seems to me like the guy would fit with the Knicks or yeah. uh, you know, the Tom Thibodeau system. But uh, it's a big gamble by the Pacers who are trying to get back to relevancy. And I think they've uh, shown some things here in the summer league that they have some good young, young talent that they're going to put on the floor this season. They're on the come, if you will. Yeah. Um, now, there are some ramifications from this move, too, that are important in the big, the, uh, big thing, uh, the big picture. If the Suns do match the offer sheet, they can't trade Aiden anywhere until at least January 15th. Mm. So that would put a little They're bit. They're not going to match the offer sheet. It, well, it, we'll see because it, Adrian Wojnarowski saying the expectation is that he will. And if they uh, do offer, again, if they match the offer, they can't trade him to Indiana for a year. So really what that means is. If they sign him, right, if they match the offer, they wouldn't be able to use him as a trade piece to Brooklyn for Kevin Durant until January 15th. Wow. So that's why I think it's unlikely they would do that. Yeah. Unless, I mean, if, you're, if you're keen on getting Kevin Durant, you bite the bullet, you sign him, you keep him on the roster until January 15th, and then you trade him. So maybe that is the strategy that they take. That would also kind of jive with the betting market. Brooklyn Nets now the favorite to retain Kevin Durant at the beginning of the season. It would, it would kind of go along that path. Does Kevin Durant play? What all that means going forward is going to be pretty fascinating. But, again, that's if they offer. Expectation is that they will, but expectation is different than they will do it. They could change their mind in a heartbeat. We'll talk about the Kevin Durant situation a little bit more later in the show. Let's get to Showtime in Anaheim last night. And we had a winner in the baseball betting pentathlon on VSIN. We had the Angels minus one and a half at plus 192. That was a number at Circus Sports yesterday afternoon. I told you I was hoping the Angels could scratch out about three runs and win the game 3-1. to one. And it looked like it was going to be a 3-1 to one game for a while, but the Angels busted loose for uh, a few runs late and won the game 7-1. Well, to one. What's up? Let's be honest, at least, at least how I felt. Uh, it was 3 nothing, and then when it got to 3-1, my initial thought was, yeah, they're going to blow this. Well, of <laughs> course. <laughs> you know, when Angels. Shohei left the game, he right. thought there was a good chance they are going to blow it. Let's look at uh, what he's done here in the past 34 days. Who's had, had a better past month? Than Shohei Otani. His last six pitching starts, 6 0. All right, that's 6 0 for a very bad baseball team, by the way. And I'm going to give you another stat about that here in a second. Uh, 6 0 with a 0.45 ERA, 39 innings. He's got 58 strikeouts. Last 34 days at the plate, he's hit 287, a 393 on base percentage, 604 slugging, eight home runs. Otani joins Nolan Ryan. He's one of the great stud pitchers say, of all who's time. That? Yeah. Uh, that's, he was incredible. He was a workhorse definition of it. Uh, Otani joins Ryan as the second pitcher in Angels history to record 10 or more strikeouts in four consecutive appearances. That's from LA Angels PR last night. A lot of positive numbers for Shohei Otani. And the critics have been a little bit quiet lately. The guys who uh, they have. say that Shohei's not MVP or he's overrated or fraud. the biggest fraud in baseball is uh, one of the. Uh, somebody we know called him on Twitter. How can you call a guy a fraud? Look at these numbers uh, for the past month. How do you not even call him the MVP? So right now he has moved to the favorite and the consensus favorite in the MVP markets, and um, deservedly so. Obviously that thing that can fluctuate because he's hot right now. Right. Shohei's the hottest thing going in baseball. Aaron Judge is going to gain some steam. If you like Judge, now might be the time to buy on him. Uh, so. I'm not convinced Shohei is going to be the MVP this season. I think at some point, JVT, with the Angels completely out of the race, don't you have to shut him down a little bit? Um, yeah, probably. Well, here's the thing. At least you got to, you got to cut back on his innings. You can't have the guy going out there throwing 110 pitches in every start when you're, when you're so far out of the race, unless the Angels can get back into it. And they're not going to get back into it unless Mike Trout gets back on the field. And that's another problem they have. Trout's missing too many games. Well, that or losing games, right? When you come back the other night and you tie a game against the Houston Astros, but then you still end up blowing that yeah. thing. Like Those are the types of performances that you can't lose those contests. I would agree with you. Like, big picture, especially when you're talking about, like, there's this noise around whether or not he's going to re-sign with the team. I think you as the Angels want to do the best in terms of taking care of him and showing him, like, yeah. we want you as part of the big picture. And that would hurt in terms of winning the MVP. I think what's more important is, to your point, this nonsense about, for some reason, pushing back on how good he has been. It's extremely clear. And what I hate is the disingenuous... Well, how much is he really helping the – he's literally leading them to victory every time he steps out on that mound. Can I give you some numbers you, to of prove course. that? Go, go ahead. I know you're okay. going to go to him. Since the start of June, the Angels are 6-1 and one when Shohei is on the mound. When anyone else starts, they are 6-26. and 26. 
speaks for itself. It's ridiculous. So, uh, okay, you could say, well, what's the Angels' record? He's not the MVP. They're only winning, essentially, when he pitches. Right. And he can't do it all at the plate. Uh, you, you can't knock the guy because the Angels are 12-27 uh, and 27 in their past 39 games. He's 6-1 and one in his starts, and he's won six in a row. Each of the last three games the Angels have won have been started by Otani. Mm-hmm. They've lost 10 straight when started by anyone else. It's, it's There are different ways to define who's the MVP. The MVP doesn't have to come from the team with the best record in baseball or a first-place team or even a playoff team. Mike Trout's won MVPs when he didn't make the playoffs. Right. Shohei Otani right now is uh, in, in the running, obviously, for the Cy Young and the MVP. But I think the Angels are going to have to be smart in the second half, maybe you know, cut back his workload a little bit, especially if uh, they think... Yeah, like 15 games under or something right uh, there. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And if they want to retain him when he's a free agent, like you said, they're going to have to show that uh, they're going to take care of him. They're also going to have to do a lot of work in the offseason to improve this team. If I'm Shohei, I'm out. Yep. So if you're... Uh, if you're he's got making... one more year, by the way. And also the... the the talk, the debate, JVT, and uh, you, you can, you know, weigh in on this. Should the Angels consider trading, trading him and getting a haul in return? Because they're probably going to lose him after next season. Uh, there are reportedly at least four teams ready to step up with a four-year, $200 million offers. This guy's going to be making $50 million or more per year. I would say, look, it would be a really good way to kickstart the rebuild, right, if you're going to ship him off. Or do you trade Trout? He's um, starting to break down physically. Yeah. I think you'd probably get more for Otani at this point, wouldn't you? Trout with the contract and, like you said, the physical issues that have kind of popped up over the last couple of years. Yeah, at this point, I mean, we talk about value in terms of most valuable. I think in terms of trade value, Otani's probably got a little bit more at this point. I, I would think so. He's also yeah. got a ton of fan appeal. Yeah. You know, in terms of uh, public relations and uh, who's going to bring more fans out of the park, it's going to be Shohei uh, he, at this it, point. But Mike Trout's been the best player in baseball for it, the majority of the past decade, too, so I don't want to sell him short. It, it is also incredible, though, that we're at this point because the Angels have screwed this up so royally that it's a real topic of conversation mm-hmm. about trading him to get as much back for him because he's probably going to leave. It, it's, it's fascinating. That they screwed this it up shows you how time. dysfunctional the organization is when you have two of the top five players in baseball. Yep. And you can't win. And you fired your manager. That didn't even work. Nope. And, you know, so the Angels are going to have to figure something out here. And one of those guys is going to be moved. I don't know how it's going to happen, how it's going to play out. But it's Shohei and Mike Trout. Uh, the Angels are going to have to uh, figure out the best plan of attack moving forward. And I think it's going to be, unfortunately for them, to move one of those guys. You know, we're talking about Kevin Durant and what he demands on the trade market, which is a ton. Yep. If you trade Trout, if you trade Otani, you're going to get a ton in return for either one of those guys. So I think it's something the Angels do have to consider, no he's, doubt. And he's a little older, but he's 28, right? So he And he's not going to turn 29 until July 5th of next year. So if he's relatively young still. Like, he's still got his value, Shohei Otani. So... Uh, I would say that that's probably going to be the case. That would be disheartening, but as somebody who you know is an Angels fan, unfortunately, if you're talking big picture and you get any inkling that he's out of here, I think you ship him off. You have to. You know, and the, a franchise like the San Francisco Giants, he would be a huge hit. Oh, he'd be great. The, the Giants are looking for a guy to build around in the future, and that would be uh, the Shohei. There would be no shortage of bidders for Shohei Otani. It, and it does seem, too, by the way, that uh, he, he does seem destined to stay on the West Coast. It sounds like that's yeah, what he prefers as well. It's not going to be the Yankees. No, no, it won't. Remember, Mike Francesca didn't even want him anyway. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to. Rough start to, to the British Open for Tiger. We'll update that leaderboard and more when we come back on the edge. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Mm. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back. The VSIN Summer Specials here. For only 19 bucks, you're going to get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today. You're going to get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Anna Burke's daily Major League Baseball best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, it features a daily best bets email, every edition of Points Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. Cost is only 19 bucks to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now, vcin.com slash summer. Speaking of summer, NBA Summer League is where we're at right now. Been here the entire time. Tomorrow, our last day here, uh, but one more show on Saturday. The uh, guys on Betting Across America from 12 to 3 will be here. Tim Murray, Amal Shah. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Tim Murray, uh, I think, played in the summer league. No, nah, maybe not. No? He could have. He could have. We all could have at one point. If we just tried hard enough. Tim Murray's like 6'10", six, uh, six and I think he came off the bench at a small college, Muhlenberg Mules, yeah. right, way back in the day? I will say, kudos to Tim. Um, he got to talk to Luca Garza and other Iowa Hawkeyes the other day. Yeah. Uh, did not look tiny on the desk next to, uh, next to Luca Garza. So Tim's a giant. He is. He is. He's, He's a tree. personality, too. But uh, Tim is uh, probably, I would say, even a little bit taller than Luca Garza, who was, uh, what, 6'8"? Something like that. 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, is Tim really 6'10"? Here, here's the thing. Heights of NBA players, college basketball players, are exaggerated so oh, often. Yes. JVT, you know I covered the NBA for uh, three or four years in the late 90s. I would see guys, and even college basketball, I can give you this example over the years. Mm-hmm. You see a guy listed at 6'8", and I'm talking to him, looking him straight in the eye. Yep. And I'm 6'5", on a, on a, good, on a day. good day. When you first wake yeah. up, yeah. And guys are listed at 6'8", looking at him eye to eye. Well, we that's, t- how, that's how heights get exaggerated so often. We were uh, talking about it. You know, he, he's on the court right now, David Roddy. Like, if you looked at his listed height, I think some spots even had him as almost 6'7". He's, he's like 6'4". Yeah, he was going to say, you're about your height. So. <laughs> right, he's like 6'4 and a half. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, with that, speaking of trying really hard, you would assume Tiger Woods tried really hard yeah. today, but ultimately done, didn't really work out at this point. I've got him through 17 at 6 over par to start his first round here over at St. Total Andrews. disaster. Yeah. For right from the start today for Tiger, doubled the first hole and uh, never was in it again. There was one point, and nobody at V-Sense bigger Tiger fan than Dave Ross. Yeah. He's a Tiger super fan. To stand, if you will. uh, Tiger got it. He had back-to-back birdies, I think, on 9 and 10. He got it back to four over. And I was texting Dave. I said, if he can get to two under at the end of the day, he's alive, at least to make the cut and to compete. And then what did he do? Bogey Bogey. the next (laughs) hole, and he went backwards. Uh, so he's done. Tiger's finished. Uh, there was a question at one point in my mind, would he finish last yeah. in this tournament? And I think, you know, in the future you can put up this Tiger prop as, a, um, as an odds maker. Will Tiger finish last or withdraw from the tournament? Because here's what I think is going to happen in the future. Yeah. He's not going to do this at St. Andrews because he's got too much respect for the home of golf and the history and everything. He's not going to withdraw from this tournament. He's going to play it out till tomorrow. He's going to miss the cut and go home. And he's 
people are going to make injury excuses for him. I'm here to tell you right now, this has nothing to do with the leg injury. Right. He just he was making mental mental mistakes from the start today. He missed a gimme putt essentially on the first hole. He missed another four foot putt for par later. Uh, he he one of the best iron players in the world. He had about a 150 yard approach shot. He left it 30 yards short and it rolls off the green. These were mental mistakes. It wasn't anything to do with physical limitations for why Tiger struggled today, even though people are always going to want to step up and make excuses for a guy like this when he doesn't play well. And, well, and to your point about it not being like the physical limitations, if it was the physical limitations, I would assume that those start to pop up on the back end of your first round, right? When you're walking the course, yeah. when you're getting a little worn down. Not on holes one, three, four, and seven when you first get out there no, no in the first round it. of the major. This is exactly what we saw. I bet him to make the cut in the Masters and mm -hmm. the PGA, and he made the cut. And he, he played pretty well the first two days. But then on the third day, you could see him start to wear down. He couldn't walk the horse. Yeah, you can make the injury excuse for him in the first two majors on the weekend because it was obvious that he was struggling to walk the course. None of that was a factor today. He just made mental mistakes. He wasn't into it. And it's kind of odd to see that from Tiger. I made a mistake. I bet him to make the cut. Uh, I got him a plus money at least. But still, it's going to be a losing bet. And I said all along, don't be a fool. Don't bet Tiger to win this tournament. Mm -hmm. And we were seeing money just kept coming in on Tiger. Circa got as high as 140 to 1. Closed last night. I was at Circa late last night, 60 to 1. Get out of here, really. People can't resist. Yep. Take it. He's, he's not going to win. Now, Freddie Couples said yesterday, I thought this was interesting too. I guess Freddie Couples is like Tiger's best friend or almost like his mentor or like a father figure. He said, I talk to Tiger every night. Okay. And he's said he's driving it great, he's putting it great, he feels great physically, he thinks he can win this tournament. That's what Freddie Couples said yesterday. I saw that, I said, okay, I feel, I feel better about the bet Making the Tiger cut, yep. to make the cut. I still don't think he's got a shot to win, but to make the cut. And then he comes out today and plays horribly. Who played great? Cameron Young. And uh, I'll show you the ticket, JBT. It's not a big one. I got a $20 bet on Cameron Young and 120 to 1 I put in at Circa late yeah. last night when I was over there. You know, I've, I've played Cameron Young and Will Zalatoris in almost every tournament mm -hmm. for the last four months. I bet both of those guys. Willie Z didn't play that well uh, this morning. I think he finished one over. Uh, but Cameron Young, eight under par. Uh, and he's got a two-stroke lead over Rory, the betting favorite going into the tournament. Cameron Smith, who I do have at 28 to 1, is three strokes back in third. Kurt Kitayama, got him at 200 to 1. He's four strokes back in a tie for fourth with uh, some familiar names. Lee Westwood, Victor Hovland, Dustin Johnson. Mm -hmm. uh, what jumped out to you today? I was up all night watching this. I fell asleep for about 45 minutes this morning and missed a, a little bit of the action, but I've pretty much seen uh, every shot here. Anything jump out to you? I mean, it's, it's hard not to focus on number two, Rory. Yeah. And the fact that he, he actually had a perfect round going, much like Cam Young did, uh, when it comes to, I think he was perfect bogey-free up until 13. He bogeys 13, but still rounded that out with two birdies uh, to close it out. I was really impressed with Rory and what he was able to do, and especially because we've kind of been waiting for this, right? Wes Reynolds a big Rory stand. You've been kind of waiting for not just, like, the strong finishes, but strong starts and obviously winning a, one of these things again. And I'm, I've been pretty impressed with Rory in terms of the way that he handled his first round. 2014, the last time Rory won a major. Yep. I think he won two that year. Uh, but Rory has, in a lot of these tournaments recently, gotten off to a well. strong start, yeah. and then he's faded on Friday or Saturday and uh, had a strong finish on Sunday. We'll see if he can keep it up for four rounds. i got to tell you, why I have such a small bet on Cameron Young, I did not think he was going to play that well in this tournament. Yep. He's relatively inexperienced when it comes to Lynx golf, and it surprised me to see him go out there and shoot eight under. It's Morikawa uh, all over again. It's just like last year with yep. Colin Morikawa. He missed a cut the previous week at the Scottish Open, comes back, and he looks like the best golfer on the planet a week later and wins the British Open. Uh, Cameron Smith right now, I think, is in the best position to win this tournament. Let me ask you then, uh, because I think the other thing that stuck out, not even just a specific golfer, the scoring. Um, so what do you expect as you move forward? What were the conditions like? Do you expect these low scores to continue well, through the weekend? That's a good question, too, because I had somebody asked me that on a different radio show yesterday. I said, I think the score is going to be low yeah. on Thursday. You're going to be surprised by how low some of these guys go because I didn't see much wind at all in the forecast. When you're talking about St. Andrews and these coastal uh, British courses, wind is the major defense. Right. And there was no wind out there this morning. That's why all these guys, most of these guys you see on the leaderboard were out early when the conditions were calm. They were scoring. It was uh, target practice, and uh, th those guys took advantage. When Tiger went out, it was a little bit windier, and he got the bad side of the draw, but I'm not going to make excuses for that. He just didn't play well. 
But I think um, unless the wind picks up tomorrow, and it's supposed to pick up by Saturday, you're still going to see some low scores out there tomorrow. Yep. All right, the others, uh, and when we're talking about uh, how this has gone up to this point uh, for the Open, if you look uh, a little bit down the leaderboard in terms of uh, some names that uh, surprised you and how poor they had played, was there anything when you looked at some of the poor starts outside of, like we saw Phil Mickelson, uh, not a poor start, but he's even. My guy Tommy Fleetwood, he's even, so they're still uh, somewhat in, uh, in it, even though they're eight strokes back from the lead. And then you get further down the board, uh, nothing really sticks out in terms of big names pretty far down outside of Tiger. You get some recognizable names. Uh, you get Mito Pereira, who got off to a relatively poor start. He's still on the course, I think, or he's just finishing up. Uh, he's at three over par. Anything else in terms of the bad performances that stuck out to you? Because there's not a lot of big names down here other than um, Tiger Woods and Justin Rose, who withdrew. That's right. Yep. Justin Rose had a back injury, I believe, and he withdrew. I would say if you look at the scores tonight, Anybody who's a two-over or better is still in the thing. Yeah. And that's why I said I, I thought Tiger had to get to two-over to have a chance. If you're a three-over or worse, you know, you can't draw a hard line there. But in general, that's where I'm drawing the line. If, if you shot poorly today if you, if you were three-over or worse, and you're probably out of it. Uh, but not too many guys really shot them. Not too many guys that were popular with betters really shot their way out of the, out of the tournament on the first day. Tiger obviously did. Very disappointing performance. Uh, from him, but uh, don't forget to check out vcin.com tonight. Brady Cannon's going to write the update on the adjusted odds. Nice. Which is going to be up, I, I would hope, within an hour. Uh, you know what's crazy about this? Hmm. When, when these guys finally get off the course today, it's going to be 15, more than 15 hours of golf. Really? Yeah. yeah. They've, been on, they've been on the course for, players have been on the course out there at St. Andrews today for more than 15 hours. I don't remember play going into the yeah. afternoon like this before. The fact that guys are still playing right now is pretty is pretty wild. Yeah, it's, it's past 9 p.m. local time yeah. over there in Scotland. Anyway, go to vcin.com. Brady Cannon's got the write-up tonight on the adjusted odds and any re recommendations for the second round in the weekend. He's going to do it again Friday, and then I'll do it Saturday night for the website leading into uh, Sunday's final round. All right, we'll take our break here. On the other side, Gary Washburn, Boston Globe National NBA writer, stopped by the set earlier today. We got his thoughts on uh, many topics, including Boston Celtics, their offseason additions, and where Donovan Mitchell might end up and what the package will look like for him. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, we got a lot to go here on the show today. How about this? Welcome back. This segment of The Edge is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Repeat the line. Emphasize it. <laughs> That's a Joe Biden joke. Anyway, Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that have helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Hey, I've used them. I know Bill 80 at VSEN uses them. A lot of people have uh, found the Zen Nicotine Pouches to be useful. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is a little bit different. Everyone's on their own journey, but whenever you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Pouches at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. And warning, this product contains nicotine, which is an addictive chemical. All right, Zen.com. JVT, you've got an uh, outstanding interview here with uh, Gary Washburn. And the Boston Celtics are not the only topic. No, uh, but Gary, of course, uh, covers the NBA from a national perspective for the Boston Globe. So we do talk about the Boston Celtics. Also, Donovan Mitchell's next home and ultimately where Kevin Durant might end up. He joined us earlier today. It was a great conversation. You can listen in here. I want out of here. And, and he, he didn't really say, like, concretely what you're going to do as a league to stop those things from happening. What do you do in a league like this where a player like Kevin Durant has so much impact and so much power where if he says, you know what, trade me or I don't want to play, a team is almost like hamstrung to do something like that, to ship him off. Yeah, you don't know in his situation whether it's he just is not going to play or he's going to hold out. Right. Okay, like that's like an NFL move. Uh, most of the time, except like in the Ben Simmons situation, it, players usually play. Um, but I think the horse is out of the barn on this one. Like, player empowerment in the NBA obviously started with LeBron, you know, in 2010, making his decision to go to, to South Beach. They're already empowered. That's how they feel. And, you know, if they're not comfortable somewhere, they get out. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just – I think this that's just kind of like that generation of people. If they're – if they feel like they, – they don't gut it out. You know, Kevin's not going to gut it out. 
Uh, ben Simmons didn't want to gut it out. James Harden didn't want to gut it out. If they feel like they don't want to be somewhere, they're going to express it. And especially with the percentage of the cap that they hold and the money that they make and the commercials and the shoe deals. So I think I don't know what the NBA can do to limit that. But, you know, uh, it, you, you already have incentive for, for a team to keep your own player to pay him more money. People thought that that would keep players from moving as much. I think it's sort of done that. But, I mean, I don't know what the league can do, really. I mean, but obviously, Silver speaks from the, as a mouthpiece for the owners. Right. So this is something the owners are going to bring up in the next collective bargaining agreement to the Players Association and say, hey, guys, like, this can't happen as much anymore. But what do the players, what do they respond? Like, what do, we, what do you want us to do? You're paying us. You signed us to these contracts. Um, so it, it's, it's a tough situation. I don't think, I don't know what can be done besides what's being done now. So with Donovan Mitchell, it, that's, is that relying on, I would think, because like the Knicks are rumored to be the one. They, they've been dying for Donovan Mitchell for a, a really long time, it seems. And he's not helping, right, showing up in public New York hoodies. And we know yeah. he's from the area, so yeah. it's not surprising. Um, but that seems like it, we got the report the other day that they're in talks, whatever talks are. Um, Right now, where would you expect Donovan? you think that with all those first-round picks, the New York Knicks are the favorite to, to land him? They seem desperate enough to do so. They seem, but what are they all – okay, so Danny Ainge likes draft picks, as we know, yep. from my years in Boston covering him. Um, he also Knicks, loves to pill for teams, man. Yes, he gets yes, everything from Yeah, teams. he's going he's gonna to squeeze, uh, squeeze water out of a rock for this one. <laughs> so what other than the draft picks the Knicks have to offer? Maybe R.J. Barrett and Quentin Grimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to give up, and I think they, I think the Knicks really like Barrett. Yeah. Okay. You, you, you sold out out to sign Brunson. No one wants Julius Randle at this point. I don't know why. I mean, I think he's a good player. He just had a bad year, yeah. so his, his stock is down. So you're going to have to give up. I said Barrett, Grimes, maybe quickly. Like you're going to have to give up a core, and so you're now you're running out Mitchell, um, Brunson, Randle, and Mitchell Robinson. Is that a championship caliber team or even a, like, that? that's a probably a, a seven seed, right? Yeah. Like, with no backups. Like, you're going to have to sign a bunch of minimum guys or whatever. So, the Knicks have to decide because they don't have enough player assets, I think, to work a deal unless they throw Barrett. They don't want to throw Barrett in. Right. I mean, Barrett's developing, right? He averaged 20 points a game in the second year. Like, he's, he's a good player. But at this point, like, what other options do they have? Julius Randle, not a great trade ship. Yep, no, I agree. So where are you at with Donovan Mitchell as a player? Because I think we know how dynamic he can be on offense. But we've seen some warts from him defensively, and I think this last playoff series was not his best no. in terms of defense. And maybe there's the off-court stuff and clearly didn't want to be there, but there were some really bad lowlights of him on the defensive end of the floor. Like, where are you at in terms of him as a player and his impact on a winning team? I think he's a, in that second tier. Yeah. Like, you know, he's not a top 10 player, but he's maybe a top – he's a top 20, 25 player. Um but I think, who knows, maybe it works in New York. Maybe that's where you obviously where he wants to be. He wants out of Utah. I mean, and I think you're going to need a coach to implore him to play better defense. Is Tom Thibodeau that guy? It's a weird fit, right? Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, I think Tibbs would, you know, scream at him <laughs> many times if you heard his voice uh, to play better defense. I think Mitchell, and I, and I, can't, I think kind of after the final, Jason Tatum is in the same category. Like, you got to reassess your game. And take it to that next level. Like, you're a great player, but you want to be an elite player. You want to be on the KD, LeBron level. You got to do some improvements. And I think Mitchell was at that point where maybe he, the improvement in Utah wasn't going to happen anymore. I think he was, like you said, like he was kind of not, not feeling Rudy Gobert, not feeling the system. Maybe it's just time for a change. Is that going to happen in New York? As you know, not everybody goes to New York and flourishes. Right. You know, some of the, they they brought players and it's just been abject failures. So who knows how that goes? Yep. All right. So we'll get you out of here on this. Obviously, you work for the Boston Globe, the Boston Celtics, make it to the NBA Finals. Uh, our show is very pro Celtics. We were very big Celtics fans throughout <laughs> the entire season. Malcolm Brogdon, Danilo Gallinari come in. Uh, I I love Brogdon as a fit for them, and they seem to echo those sentiments. But what do you make of this new look roster and the, the holes that they have filled seemingly with Brogdon and uh, Gallinari? Yeah, they got two veteran guys. I think in Brogdon. You got a guy who can run the point uh, for a team that watched for a guy who watched them all year. Like, and people didn't see it all year. Fourth quarter offense was their issue. Yeah. Like, they blew a lot of close games. Those they clutch blew, numbers were yeah, bad. Yeah, they blew a lot of leads, and and they'll be thinking about that game four against Golden State, where they're up like a five with six minutes left. They'll be thinking about that game for years. Uh, if they win that game, then they 
grab control of the series and likely win the series. I mean, not many teams come back, obviously, besides the 16 Cavs, come yeah. back from 3-1. Um, not to say the Warriors weren't capable, but the Celtics would have real control of that series as opposed to 2-2 two and, two and kind of losing it after that. So Brogdon helps out with that. I think, I mean, he's a good three-point shooter. He's steady. He's got to stay healthy. Obviously, health has always been an issue with him. Gallinari knows how to get a bucket. He's a veteran. People, oh, he can't play defense. No, he's not a great defender, but I think he uses his girth enough and he's been around the league enough to be physical, to be off of resistance. I mean, you're not going to have him stop anybody, but I don't think he's just going to sit there and go Ole. He's not going to get blown by. Yeah, right, yeah. Ole and mm -hmm. just please score against me. Uh, then he can hit the three-point shot. He can get hot. I mean, I saw a game two years ago. He hit 10 threes off the bench. I'm a Clippers fan. I watched him in those that year when he was in Los Angeles. He was great. Yeah, yep. yeah. Just like he can, he can shoot, and he uses his size. He can just flip the ball. He's just got quick release. So I think two uh, very good moves. I do think they need another big man because I think they're going to uh, kind of limit Al Horford's minutes. I think they understand he, he's, he just turned 36. He's not going to be able to play 33, 34 minutes a game. And then Robert Williams never really can stay healthy. So they need a third big. I think another shooter. But for they're a better team than they were in the finals. Uh, but who knows? Because obviously Milwaukee's ramping up, Miami, Philadelphia, like the other teams in the East are ramping up too. Our thanks to Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe who joined us. And by the way, that was part of a longer conversation that's going to be up on the Hardwood, uh, Hardwood Handicappers podcast, if I get through it, um, in, I would say, moments after our show here today. But awesome spot with Gary. A lot of good insight on uh, pretty much the big topics in the league, especially Donovan Mitchell and where he might end up at this point. So seems to be the next domino to fall, as we know that DeAndre Ayton seems pretty dead set on uh, signing that offer sheet for the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, also joining us on the show today is going to be Jerry West. How about that? We're going to hear from him uh, later in the show on the Kevin Durant situation. We are? Yeah. He's not going to join us up here at oh, the desk. Okay, okay, okay. But we have a, a clip from NBA Oh, okay. Radio okay. Yeah. yesterday Ooh, where Jerry, Jerry West was talking about was like the Kevin Durant situation. We're going to have that later in the show. Jerry West was down here courtside. Eating ice cream. Eating ice cream <laughs> and uh, hanging out with Adam Hill of the Las Vegas Review Journal uh, yesterday or the day before. Uh, actually, I thought one of the coolest moments of uh, Summer League so far was yesterday we were here on the set. An NBA officiating mm -hmm. legend, Joey Crawford, was hanging out over here. And uh, you and I got to talk to, with uh, Joey Crawford and uh, Bennett Salvatore yep. uh, for about five or ten minutes. And uh, Joey Crawford could not have been cooler. That oh. was uh, that was really a good deal to uh, hang out with him for a little while, talk hoops, and uh, actually baseball. talk baseball. Yeah. We were talking baseball with him for a few minutes, too. Talking California Angels and everything. He seemed very impressed that I knew that the uh, the branding used to be the California Angels. But, no, Crawford was super cool uh, talking with him before they hopped on for uh, Series 6 of NBA. I said, you're one of my favorite all-time refs. He said, nobody has a favorite ref. <laughs> I said, well, I have a lot of least favorite refs, but you're one of my favorites. There you go. Yeah, Joey Crawford, if, if you uh, love the NBA, how can you not love Joey Crawford? Yeah, Salvatore was cool, too. Yeah, he was. Cool hanging out with him for a little bit. The people you run into down here at the NBA Summer League. All right, we'll take our last break on the other side. Uh, we get to a little bit of baseball, uh, and we'll wrap up with two. We have some good performances from the Summer League from last night and some very important games that are coming up later today, uh, but we have our play to discuss, of course, for the betting pentathlon. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ice cold beers, cold hard cash. Join the action on the pitch with the Heineken 2022 Soccer Prediction Challenge. Compete in, excuse me, 20. Free-to-play pools this season for your shot at a share of $100,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Heineken now to start your run of victory. Heineken beer made better, 21 and over, only terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. And JBT, we have a baseball betting pentathlon contest here at VSIN to talk about. We have controversy in the contest right now. And uh, anybody who runs a contest doesn't want controversy. And I can tell you that uh, firsthand because I, I basically developed the Golden Nugget Ultimate Football Challenge. Okay. I developed that contest for Tony Miller and Aaron Kessler at the Nugget. We were going to use it as a radio show promotion at ESPN. You radio did when Vegas. I was your producer back yeah. in the day. I wrote three pages of rules, uh, as thorough as I possibly could be. I consulted with a couple people looking for loopholes in the rules, mm-hmm. a couple guys who were contest veterans. Uh, we tightened things up as, as much as we possibly could, and uh, we had attorneys look over it and uh, then put out the contest. And even after all that, there were still players in the contest who, who found a loophole or two okay. and tried to exploit it. So that's what John Goulet here at um, VSIN is going to run up against right now because when you create a contest, like it, and Dustin, the producer for Follow the Money, helped him come up with the rules of the contest. Yeah. When you develop a contest, you have to write airtight rules. And um, there can't be uh, potential loopholes in there. You can't change the rules of the contest on the last day. Okay. Right? Right. So what do we have here? Uh, the last day of this uh, baseball contest stipulates you have to use a prop. A prop. Okay, so we turned in a prop. A Ro- uh, Blue Jays to sweep the Royals in the series at plus 270. They were playing a four-game set. Blue Jays to win the series 4-0, plus 270. And we need something like a plus 270 win to have a chance to win this contest. We had a big win last night, plus 192, uh, but we need one more to catch Gill or Scott Seidenberg. Those guys have uh, been outstanding through, over the course of this contest. And uh, we had a little bit of bad luck in the second day. But if we if we win this prop, we got a chance to win the contest. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. So that's the best way for us to play it. And now uh, John Galay is saying apologies. I wasn't thinking long-term props when I made the rules. But for obvious reasons, we can't do that. <laughs> you can't change the rules at the last second. This is a prop. It's a prop up on the DraftKings website. We protest. We protest. <laughs> We're playing under protest right now in our protest. He's, and, hey, look, actually, and to Galay. He says it's going to be graded by 6 a.m. tomorrow. It could be, though. It could. The Blue Jays could lose tonight. Right. Right. Or you could have a fraudulent winner. So. <laughs> Controversy. I just say you got to hold on and announce the winner Monday on Follow the Money instead of Friday. Hey, look, hate, it makes for good th- drama. It, it makes does, for great it drama. It does. And, you know, 
you, you can't change the rules in a contest. If you anything, that if you run contests in Las Vegas. If anything, we're doing the network a favor, right? Because now we're going to talk about the baseball betting potential even be, longer. Right. There's going to be a lot more talk about this on social media now because of, of, of what's happened here with our prop plays. So and let I, the record show. We're not trying to spoil the little victory celebration <laughs> that's planned for Follow the Money tomorrow, whether it's Gil or Scott or whoever. We're, we're trying to win. We're trying to win a contest. Okay. So, so let the record show. Blue Jays win the series 4-0, plus 270. Our backup play was? Uh, Sonny Gray over 15 and a half outs. But that just was to kind of just, you know, float around, do whatever. It was only even money. It's even money, and we can't win the contest. We're going that, onions so. to the wall here. Yeah. So, anyway, anybody out there who's tracking the baseball betting pentathlon, this is a great idea, by the way. Love it. It, it uh, is actually fun, and a lot I of people are getting into it. A lot so. of people at yeah. the network, a lot of followers have been into this. I think it's a great idea, but... You always have to be careful when you make the rules of a football contest or a baseball contest, which I learned uh, many years ago with the Golden Nugget contest as well. And anybody who's ever run a contest in Vegas can tell you the same thing. Let this be a lesson. There are a lot of people out there trying to find a loophole in the rules, and you have to make those airtight. There we go. Yep. So, again, officially, 4-0 sweep for the Toronto Blue Jays, a plus 270 for the Edge crew yep. trying to get this thing in. And like you said, hey, if Gil wins, then he's just going to lock it up, and it's not even going to matter what happens sure, for the Toronto sure, Blue Jays. Sure. So right, we'll see right. what happens. Uh, and we should really quickly, just sure. to expand on that, mm -hmm. uh, the reason why we're doing it, because the Kansas City Royals have 10 players uh, that are unvaccinated will yeah. not be able to play in Toronto. Among them, some very important players, with Merrifield, Benintendi. Uh, there are quite a few others that won't be up there. So that's the reasoning behind this, too. Right. There's strategy behind this. There's a reason we handicapped it this way. It's kind of like the AAA Royals. Mm -hmm. It's the Storm Chasers, right? Yeah. The Omaha Storm Chasers. And the Royals, a combination of that team, the Blue Jays should be able to sweep these clowns over the weekend, and we get plus 270. If Fired up the after sweep. the firing of Montoya, too, so they're ready to go. Right, right. They're ready to go, right. the Blue Jays. Uh, all right, so with that, let's move on to the NBA. Uh, let's hear from Jerry West, executive board member of the Los Angeles Clippers. Let us not forget this. Um, we're talking about Kevin Durant here in this clip. He talked Sirius XM NBA. He wasn't talking to us. Um, but brought up the fact that, look, this is a really important dude in Kevin Durant, obviously, and don't know if he's going to get shipped off. Here's Jerry West. Wherever he goes, or to my best guess, he will be, and he's not going to get traded. Uh, you can't give enough to get a guy like him. And I see, you know, uh, Utah makes a trade with Minnesota. I said, oh, my gosh. Um, the assets they got for a, a terrific defensive player. Um, what would Kevin Durant <laughs> command? He's one of the greatest players that ever played a game, period. Yeah, he's going to command a lot. And I don't know which team's got the assets to pull it off. And uh, Miami Heat, Phoenix Suns, two of the front runners to pull off a deal for Kevin Durant. But right now, the asking price is asinine, JVT. You're talking about uh, what the Nets want in return is something in the neighborhood of what Rudy Gobert, more than what Rudy Gobert got in that mm -hmm. uh, Jazz T-Wolves trade, which that was a crazy trade. I thought the T-Wolves gave up uh, way too much for Rudy Gobert. Now, for Kevin Durant, what do you have to give up? Four first-round draft picks, a couple of players. And on top of that, you've got to pay KD essentially $50 million a year. Yep. I, uh, but if it gets you a title, it's worth it. If it gets you a title or two, it's well worth it. Uh, the Miami Heat kind of feel like this is a deal that could put them over the hop. Of course. Top. I think the Suns probably feel the same I way. Mean, and I would say, too, potentially, and look, look, Danny Ainge has a history of you know, raking teams over the coals and getting everything possible from them. But if you're the Miami Heat, maybe the more attainable goal is acquiring Donovan Mitchell as opposed to Kevin Durant. Well, does Mitchell put you over the top? They might think he does. If they're good enough defensively, if their defensive core remains mm -hmm. and they get another offensive valve outside, I mean, Butler was the only thing they had going. Right. And Donovan Mitchell is such a dynamic player in terms of his scoring, it could be the difference for them. Okay. Look, they pushed the Celtics to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals with Jimmy Butler playing on one knee and him being the only offensive weapon they had. That's could true. be the thing that that's actually true. pushed them into the NBA Finals. So maybe that's the route that they take now at this point. But I'll say well, this. the asking price for for Donovan Mitchell is going to be sky high, too. There, there's rumors out there, like seven first-round oh, picks. Come like on, just, come on. I, you know, the Knicks apparently are going to offer three or four first-round picks plus more to get Donovan Mitchell. I don't know, man. The thing about negotiating, too, is uh, if it's, you're only, the package you're only going to get is as much leverage as you have, and that's not really have that much leverage, it seems. Right. So. And Ooh. that's why Jerry West is saying he thinks that KD is not going to be traded. So if no. you're looking to bet that prop, by the way, you might want to – we've seen a movement in that, by the way. I think KD was, uh, what, 7-1 to one to open the season with the Nets? At, at one, one point, point now, he was like plus 350. Yeah, so that number is not uh, as fat as it was maybe a week ago, but – I, I tend to believe what Jerry West is saying. It's going to be very difficult to make that trade happen, so maybe 
KD opening the season with the Nets is more likely than we thought. Let's take a look back at last night's Summer League stars and a guy that you like that's playing out here right now at the Thomas Mack Center. Kenneth Lofton Jr., man. Uh, this guy, he, he is for such a, a stocky dude. Um, really skilled. We're watching him right now. The, the Hornets and the Grizzlies. Uh, the Celtics and the Grizzlies are playing right now. Uh, he had a moment where he backed a dude down, spun back, and just hit a fadeaway jump shot. It was smooth. Like it wasn't clunky in any way whatsoever. Lofton, and he's, he has been since he's been playing at Louisiana Tech. Uh, he's been a fun player to watch, and he is. Uh, but some of the summer league stars from Wednesday. Keegan Murray continues to do it. Twenty-nine points, seven rebounds. He seems like he's going to be one of those guys in the NBA, like a twenty and ten type of dude who can stretch the floor and shoot. Uh, at least through summer league play, Kings have hit it on the head with being an effect player. How good he's going to be, we don't know. The number four pick. Yep. Davidas Servitas, of course, so 25 points, 6 to 10 from three-point range. Pelicans get a 106-88 win versus Washington. Pelicans second place right now in the Summer League, so they are in contention to make it to a championship game. Hornets, not so much. Bryce McGowan's 24 points, 5 of 6 from three-point range in their 91-80 win over the Cavs. Former Nebraska Cornhusker, Bryce yeah. McGowan's. And uh, Ochak Baji, your guy, yep. 24 points, Cavs lost to the Hornets, and something I needed, uh, T.J. Wilson, 22 points, 9 rebounds. Raptors beat the previously undefeated Utah Jazz, 80-74 to yesterday. Yeah, Keegan Murray out of Iowa's been one of the most impressive guys here at the Summer League. I did want to see Oshie Abazi show up and play well, which he has. What do you look forward to tonight here at the Thomas Mack Cox Pavilion? Uh, I think really the uh, eye goes immediately to uh, the game that we're going to see between the New York Knicks and the Orlando Magic. Magic have pretty much shut everybody down. Knicks have the best wing record, and, or best record and winning percentage, or point differential, I should say. So a win here could pretty much cement their, uh, their spot in the title game. And Got them 26-1, so I'd really like that to happen. Right. Uh, but that is the, one of the more impactful games that we're going to see out there later tonight in the NBA Summer League. And remember, this continues all throughout the weekend as well. Championship game is going to be on Sunday. While the teams only have four games scheduled, they will play a fifth. That will be set up at a later date. And Vston will be here through the weekend. Guys, I'm betting across America on Saturday, but coming out here. Until then, betting across America is not coming up next. It's my guys in the desert here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And make sure you check out the standings and all the plays for the VSIN Baseball Betting Pentathlon. Go Blue Jays, baby! <laughs> At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.